Welcome to the NFT Project, a podcast where we explore the world of NFTs, decentralized technology, the blockchain, and all things related to the future of music. We're your hosts, Jai King Koi and Brock Nelson. On the podcast, we'll be highlighting projects we love, insights we've gained from others, as well as sharing what we've learned from running Project DJ. So join us every week as we find out how these blockchain technologies will shape the future of music and the world around us. This is the NFT Project. All right, guys, welcome to the first, well, this is the pre-episode of, of uh, the podcast. Um, you'll see that in what we call the first episode, we actually neglected to explain what an NFT is. Uh, so that's our bad. <laughs> We totally should have done that. So this is just going to be a little pre-episode where Brock and myself will, you know, explain what an NFT is well, in our words. Can yeah, it's can you can you really like? I think that's the biggest problem with the the whole um, space at the moment is it's everyone's finding it really difficult to um, put into words what an NFT is across the span of the world. You know, so because so so many use cases for it and so many interchangeable meanings for it that it's 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 sort of never-ending list so it's kind of like we're going to attempt to <laughs> explain to you in our best words uh what an nft is <laughs> yeah and, and i think it's it's interesting because i think there's different analogies and different ways of explaining it to different people who you know are big in different spaces like you know there's the gaming example of skins for fortnite um, you know, and having that as a digital asset, then you've got people who think, you know, look at the art type stuff and, you know, looking at the royalties. So you said that you had heard recently a really succinct way of it being put, um, by someone, uh, that, you know, we're friends with in, uh, the Twitter spaces that we, that you run, uh, or ran <laughs> on Monday. Uh, we'll plug that as well at the end. <laughs> Another thing to plug, but, um, have you got, do you want to do you want to kick things off with you know maybe your little summation of what you feel an NFT is um, and your explanation? Yeah, for for me as as Jai said, I'm still attempting to track the audio down from that um, this beautiful explanation I heard of of NFTs and, and someone trying to help uh, help onboard someone into the space. But for me, I work like Jai said in very like aha moments. I it clicked for me. Um, at a certain point, because once I saw the use case for it, I understood, and that was um, that with NBA Top Shot, and and just seeing the the moments and, and understanding that the world of collectibles was going to move to a digital space, and that eventually we would all have in our digital world, we would have these digital collectibles that move with us from the real world into the digital world, and even now, Top Shot still really isn't as digital as it could be. Um, you know, it is, it's a video format. Um, so in a sense it is digital, but it's like they haven't really pushed the barrier of, of I feel as uh, what they could go like. They could have um, full 3D, you know, realizations of the videos. They could, uh, you know, they could layer on top of what they're doing, but right now there's probably no, no need to push the buck. They can just continue to make money. Yeah. <laughs> keep making money at the moment um and then yeah build that sort of extra stuff on top i know what you mean like but, you know, they could totally yeah, digital, create those digital things. collectibles yeah digital yeah. collectibles is 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 what i um came across into, into nfts with um and uh since getting here now and for the last six months or so i've realized there's 
so much more. <laughs> yeah, there's and and we keep hearing more and more cool and interesting different projects and ideas and you know different things coming about. So it really is a bit of the wild west, but you know. A lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of people like to use the gaming example. I'll give the quick gaming example. Um, you know, some people might say a skin you can buy in Fortnite, but let's not go with a skin because a skin doesn't really have much utility in a game, right? It's just what you look I, like. I, I, say think, a weapon. Um, I think a weapon yeah. would be better to say. Like, let's say you've got a weapon in Fortnite and there's only 200 of these weapons that exist, um, you know, and you have to do something to achieve it. Once the 200 are uh, gone you know, there's only 200 of them. Well, at the moment, you're the only one that has that, you know, item and people have this case already where they've sold accounts and things like this. But in the future, you might be able to own that item, that particular weapon, and then you could actually sell it to someone else because there's only 200. It might be worth far more than what you originally either purchased it for or what you originally you know, did the task or however you earned that within the game. So it's a digital collectible that you can sell on so i think that's you know if you look from the gaming perspective that's probably um the easiest way to explain it um i, I think as well like um some people might understand you know like uh fifa um or nba 2k where there's so much more in-game um tokenization where you've got to like spend real money to get in-game tokens to then spend it on you know a home court um logo a new set of shorts for your player. Um, in FIFA, it's actually you're buying players uh, in a sense as well. So you're buying Ronaldo, you're buying, um, you know, Suarez, um, and you're buying different levels of that player as well. You're buying the black version, the, the gold version, the World Cup version. Um, and, you know, the higher rankings, the more expensive they come with in-game tokens. So it's like instead of... <clears throat> and I know, I know I've got friends that have spent two, three, four thousand dollars on a season of FIFA. Um and yeah, it's crazy to yeah. think about. It's just a video game, but we get like that sometimes. Um being able to take that money that you've spent and continue on into the next game is is and continue on with that player forever. And as you as you said before, um with limit like limiting the amount of numbers that are available in the world. Or just drastically imagine owning like the only you know one of one hundred Ronaldo and FIFA um, for the rest of your life, basically, where yeah. you can then unsell it to your kids and yeah, can... in twenty years' time, <laughs> it's worth you know a yeah. heap more because of that you know is that scarcity. Um, I think another interesting thing because a lot of people have said to me, well, why? Like, why would people buy these NFTs? You know, why do people buy them? And you know, there's a huge number of reasons, you know, at the moment, a lot of it is because of, um, you know, to make money. I see at the moment, a lot of that going on in the communities that you see, um, you know, a lot of talk about floor price, all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I like to use an, you know, uh, an analogy of say, you know, say a Yeezy, Yeezy shoes, for example, why do people buy Yeezy shoes? Because they want to either flex that they've got money, that they, you know, they like the way they look in it. They like the style of the shoe. They like being associated with the brand. All of these kind of things. Now, I don't understand why people in this metaverse and digital world won't have that same feeling. Um, you know, if they have an avatar, they're going to want to look a certain way. They're going to want to flex that they've got the money to purchase that item, be associated with that brand. So, I think you know, if we look at the fashion side of things, I like to use that analogy when talking to someone who's maybe big into 
into shoes or big into fashion or something like that. And that's why people might want to have those, those digital, digital items. And maybe Kanye or, you know, whoever it is that's dropping these items only drops 600 Yeezys in the metaverse and would sell them or something, you know, well, that, that's going to have, I think that was an interesting, yeah, yeah. We, we both listened to a podcast recently with Bobby hundreds um, from yep. the hundreds where they actually cross-sectioned like obviously their biggest issue at the moment is how fashion is affecting the environment um and you know for everyone that talks about i made a funny pun that only you know people that understand the industry would would know about and it was like um yeah because everyone the first thing that a lot of people say about nfts is the um how detrimental they are to the you know the environment and i was like well have you ever bought a t-shirt because if you actually look at from from start to finish the way a t-shirt like a normal t-shirt is built and colored it's so detrimental to the environment that they're still they're still now trying to figure out ways around um the damage it's doing to the earth and, and it's like one they're both doing similar if not you know one's doing more than the other but it's like at some point we have to like stop what we're doing and go okay well we can more more easily create a carbon neutral nft than we can a carbon neutral t-shirt so for them they went and go went okay sweet nfts is the obvious move for us we can move into a virtual space where we create t-shirts shoes as you said hats jumpers and then they were like thinking about well we don't have to live inside the constraints of real humans anymore we can actually create shirts with three three arms or we can create a hat for a massive head like we can start to move in a different direction and then collaborate with the people that are already creating NFTs and they've already collaborated with, you know, if you're new to the space, I'd go look up CryptoPunks right now and I'd look up Board Ape Girl Club, um, which is two massive brands in the space that they've collaborated with now and, and you know, the hundreds are pretty synonymous all around the world. So for a massive in-real-life clothing brand to collaborate with um, what is essentially two NFT groups that are only as big as 10,000, you know, there's only 10,000 holders of each. So it's 20,000. And there's probably not even 10,000 holders per se. Like, you know, some people yeah, have multiple. I have a hundred. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, I think Gary has a hundred. Gary V has a hundred yeah. um, punks. Um, 59, so I believe. Know, he has 59. Oh, he's, got, he's, so, he's gotten rid of some. Well, I know I heard him on a podcast the other day and he, he specifically said 59. But uh, okay. who knows how old that is. Maybe he's bought more. Who knows? <laughs> um, and yeah, like that's that's how interesting the space is is like you're operating in such a small a small amount of numbers but it's like those fans are so rabid and so loyal and so like this is our space this is what we want to do we understand what's happening here um and i think it's it's once you kind of have as i said that aha moment and and kind of can see the use case and there's going to be use cases synonymous with pretty much every industry um because really it's just um, on-chain proof of own ownership of an item. That's it. Yeah. That's in in a nutshell for an NFT. It's just you can prove ownership for eternity. Yeah. It's, <laughs> of that item. Exactly. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think maybe if you want to go into a little bit about royalties and the way that, you know, and, and I suppose that's more the artist side of things, you know, uh, do you want to speak a little bit about how the smart contracts and royalties are a big part of this? Yeah, so we we um, obviously, like everyone else, had to learn what we're doing. We decided we're going to do a project 
And then it's like, okay, well, we need a dev because we've got no idea how to write a smart contract or what that involves or what that even looks like. Um, so speaking to a dev and then having our own contract written for Project DJ, um, what our biggest learning curve was is that the contract's immutable. So like you should know, then that's what a non-fungible token is, is the fact that it's immutable ownership of that thing. Um and you don't really think about it that much because you're like, oh, I can just change my Word document or I can just, you know, so much of our life is interchangeable and, and quickly edited that to create something <laughs> that can never be changed again is seems kind of like a little bit confusing. Um, so it took a little bit to get sort of over that. Um, but as you were saying with royalties and stuff like that, so inside your contract, the biggest thing and what everyone's loving the most of is that an, an artist uh, or a, a songwriter, you know, a real estate homeowner, a, uh, <laughs> a, de- a designer, an architect, um, uh, a person that wrote, uh, you know, this a new um, way to do accounting. They can write this information inside this uh, NFT via the smart contract and then attach royalties to it. So every time, forever, it's immutable. It cannot be changed. So this is the interesting thing is we're so early, like, it's been four, four or five years with NFTs, is that literally for the rest of eternity, for the rest of world, the world being here yep. and internet being on, um, the smart contract will continue to provide royalties on, on, upon every single sale of that NFT to another person. So right now, they were, I think Gary V, back to my man Gary V, was releasing some stats the other day and it was like in one day um, he made it was like 960 grand while he was asleep um, for, for sales. Resales, yeah. Of, of, of his NFTs being sold in between other people. So it was like three, I think it was like, was it, he's got like a 5% or something like that on his NFTs. And it's just like, and, that, and that's why like a, a man like that is like, I don't want to do anything else but my NFT project because why would you want to do anything else when you're making that kind of money by doing nothing? Like by all you have to do is invest in your community and can continue to provide value there. Um, and then eventually you, you too can have $960,000 while you sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's really important that people have to understand and realize that that's what it's like about. Like there are mm. so many projects at the moment and there's so many projects that are just you know, PFP profile picture. It's just a picture that's randomly generated. Um, there's so many of those projects out there. And unless they have like an actual community behind them who, you know, love their little picture and engage with each other and have like a cool, um, you know, a cool gimmick or they've got to have something that brings the community together that keeps people engaged and interested in it. Otherwise, it's just fit. Otherwise, it is what people just say. It's just pictures. But having mm-hmm. that other, you know, that that utility that you can add in, you know, adding in access, um, you know, for, for you know, if you're an artist, adding in access. Like I'm thinking with one of my projects, I'm going to do. I'm going to have a token where I, you go to dinner with me, and I pay for dinner for you and a few mates or something. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So like once a year, you know, the holder of the token, we get to go to dinner or whatever. Um, so you know, you can put all these weird different things. Um, you know, in it and sort of give extra value to people, which I think is really cool. Um, and I think those are the kinds of projects that are going to stick around as opposed to the ones that are simply just, here's a picture of something, you know? I, uh, yeah, I think 
put, you know, like a testament to that is just that the what I was saying before is the con, you know, the smart contracts are mutable. So why create something that can provide value to you for the rest of your your life um, and not invest the time into building a fan fandom around it? It just seems so. And I know people are in. Some people are obviously in it for the quick cash grab, but like, why not go with free cash for the rest of your life? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> sure, a million dollars can be easily split between a couple of people, and you'll all be happy and you know move on. But once that's over, that's over, and you sort of will then be known um, as the person that kind of walked away from that project. So you, you kind of lose all credibility in in, in regular life. And I think it's. With with NFTs, it's just people. Once you sort of understand the power um, of how it can change and you know sort of move your industry, I think there's going to be so many so many amazing things happen. Yeah, definitely. All right, is there anything else we need to explain about them just quickly uh, now? Because let's keep this one short because the next episode, which is the first episode, we go into further about uh, the project that you're running, projectdj.io is the website. So go check that out, everyone. Um, but if you listen to the next episode, we'll be discussing that project and uh, and talking a little bit more about what this, this whole uh, podcast will be about. Um, yeah the nft project i think we decided on the name um you know yeah so in in these other in the first episode you're going to see we won't have a name we won't know what the name is um but the name (laughs) is going to be the nft project um so welcome everyone uh any any other last thoughts brock before we sign off um no i think you know uh, more than anything it's it's about you know they say this in sort of like the financial spaces like do your own research we we can only build a bridge you you have to walk over it it's like an nft um can only be as magical or as useful to you as you need it to be um right now they're kind of nowhere like you don't really need them in your life they're not appearing in your normal life um but over the next five to ten years that's 100 going to change and they're going to be you know i'm i'm surprised right now like governments like ours like in, in australia um where they're forcing us to have in, you know the um the injections for COVID. I'm surprised they're not using NFT-based systems now for stuff like that to, for yeah. proof of, um, and they're 100%. Uh, you know, yeah, for proof of you having your injections as so an idea. There's, there's, like yeah, yeah, it, and it'll happen. Like you'll see countries use NFTs as ID-based systems where that proves who you are, and it makes because sense it's, because it's a, if there's two Brock Nielsen's, their IDs can never get confused because they're. Yeah. T- different <laughs> like that's and that's and that's been the issue with a lot of governmental systems as well is like that you know as soon as you have identical names the system kind of shuts down because it doesn't understand you know if you have two identical names and you're close to a similar age and you're both the same sex and you both live in the same town all of a sudden you know things start to cross over and overlap but yeah as you said with an nft it's it's a completely different hash code so no matter what you can always prove who you are well, how's this? My cousins are twins, and their their first initial is both the letter B. So <laughs> that, that totally screws that. All right, guys, thanks everyone for watching. Um, you know, go check out uh, the projectdj.io. Uh, you can jump into the Discord there, where Brock, myself, a heap of other uh, people are, and yeah, um, you know, come along on this journey for us as we learn more about NFTs and how they're going to affect the music industry and music and um, just the world at large, I guess. So um, thanks for this one, Brock. And uh, yeah, we'll see everyone on the next episode. Yeah.